It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Wednesday, April 6th, 2016. We have a dozen vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have uh, small craft advisories for the Columbia River Bar uh, until this morning and then again this afternoon through this evening. And that includes northwest winds getting up to uh, possibly 25 knots later in the afternoon. And today we'll talk about a new mooring system for ships that uses big suction pads to hold the ships to the dock instead of traditional dock lines. We'll talk about some of the uh, issues there with that kind of a thing, which is very new. But first, a look at our Columbia River ship schedule for the day. We have four inbounders, five in the Astoria anchorage, and three outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is a ship called Peace. She's arriving from South Korea, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She'll arrive there at about 2.30 a.m. Our next arrival is the Atiki SB, arriving from Long Beach, California, also headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She'll be arriving there at about 7.30 a.m. The Sakura Kobe arrives from Indonesia, and she, too, is headed for our Astoria Anchorage off the downtown waterfront. She'll be arriving there at about 9.30 a.m., so three new additions to the ships offshore there that you can see from the waterfront in Astoria. Our fourth arrival today is the Mississippi Voyager. She is a Chevron-owned petroleum tanker arriving from Richmond. She's headed for Portland and her cargo is refined petroleum. She uh, will pass Astoria around 11.30 p.m. and arrive in Portland at about 5.30 a.m. on Thursday morning, so a late arrival on the river. If you're up late and you can see the river, you might see her running lights going by around midnight. Well, in the Astoria Anchorage, the Peace will be there until about noon, and then she'll head upriver to Kalama to pick up a cargo of wheat and arrive there at about 5 p.m. The Sakura Kobe will be in the Anchorage uh, until about 5 p.m., when she will head up to the port of Portland to pick up a cargo of soda ash, and she'll probably arrive there around 11 p.m. today. The Osge Aksoy is awaiting orders in the Anchorage, as is the Crimson Knight and the Nord Pegasus. In our outbounders, we have the Great Pioneer. She's a bulk carrier leaving Kalama. Could have corn, soy, or wheat on board there. Departing around 8 a.m., we could see her pass Astoria's waterfront about 1 p.m. outbound. The BTG Iger is another bulker leaving Kalama. She has wheat on board. Leaving around 10.30 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 3 p.m. And a ship with a very unusual name, Ewan Island. Like you and Island. That's her name. Leaving Portland, carrying wheat at about 5.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 11.30 p.m. I, I haven't been able to find out any information about the origin of the name of this ship, but someone with a sense of humor certainly named it. In our marine weather forecast, we have uh, northeast winds today, 5 to 10 knots. They're going to increase as the day goes by, becoming northerly 10 to 15 knots with gusts to 20 in the afternoon, and then those gusts later, day, later in the afternoon hours, 25 knots could be happening. Wind waves northeast, two feet high at four seconds apart, and westerly swells eight feet high at 11 seconds apart. Well, I received an interesting email from a mariner friend the other day. Many thanks to Scott McMullen from the Oregon Fisherman's Cable Committee for this interesting email about a new docking system for ships that can, in theory, moor a ship to a dock without using dock lines in a matter of seconds. Now, this is a pretty significant thing for a company to say, the company, by the way, is called Moormaster, to say that they can do this. Um, and this is why it's pretty significant. It's typical for docking a ship to take about an hour, and that's an hour when the ship arrives and probably an hour when the ship leaves. And it involves, traditionally, securing the ship to the dock by hand with massive dock lines. So this is people 
one by one taking these dock lines and um, getting them from the ship to land or from land to the ship, and it can be quite time-consuming, but it's very necessary to safely moor the ship to the dock with these lines. Now, were it really possible to have a system that could quickly attach and release a ship and hold it secure while it was at the dock under all conditions, it would be a pretty amazing development in the maritime industry. Now, the, the Moormaster system, which is relatively new, is um, already in use in some ports overseas, and it works like this. Large vacuum-based suction pads are mounted on the dock. The ship pulls up alongside, and an officer on board presses a button on a remote control. The remote control activates the pads, which reach out over the water and adhere to the side of the ship, and voila, the ship is docked and secure. So when I was thinking about this, lots of questions, of course, popped into my mind. Among them, what about tides? What about strong currents? What about bad weather? What about storms? Very bad storms. What about ice on the hull? What if the power fails? So I started digging around online, and I found some information that seems to indicate the manufacturers have really tried to think of everything. Here's some of what I learned. The system is using what are essentially elaborate industrial strength suction cups that can withstand a pull of 20 tons on those mooring pads. Now, I don't know how that compares to, say, the pull on a ship's line and a strong ebb current on the waterfront in Rainier on the river here, for instance, where ships must add extra dock lines to keep a ship in place. But the manufacturers maintain that in calm water and stormy weather, the, these pads should hold. They also insist that the ship's side does not have to be uniform or smooth for the pads to stick, although a mariner in one online forum I read expressed doubts about ice, which I mentioned earlier. And should the power fail, the system is designed to hold the ship in place for 15 hours after a power failure. Now, supposedly the pads can adjust up and down on the ship's side to adjust for tidal variations as the tide goes from high to low and back again. Another interesting note about this system, because it holds the ship away from the dock slightly, crews would, in theory, not have to deploy fenders as they usually do, which are like uh, cushions to prevent damage to the hull from the ship rubbing against the dock. So the company's fact sheet on its product claims this system is already used on vessels ranging from a Denmark car ferry to merchant fleet bulk carriers like the ones we see on the Columbia. One ferry builder in Finland is designing a system that would use such a vacuum-based docking system on its electric ferries and also incorporate a charging system in the docking pads that would also charge the ferry's batteries while it was secured to the dock. So I guess if they think this uh, type of system can work in the turbulent uh, waters of, uh, of uh, Scandinavia in the wintertime, uh, I guess they must think it's a pretty good system. So lots of innovative stuff happening in the world of marine engineering. Not sure how soon we'll see any of these things here on the Columbia, but they're very interesting to read about. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.